the way you do it. You play the guitar on the MTV. That ain't working. Mark Knopfler, Hall of Fame band, Dire Straits. Money for nothing, get your chicks for free. 6.42 on your Friday morning. Chuck Zito was um, was there last night. My buddy, he's in that television show Gravesend with me. I get asked all the time, when is season two coming out? And I don't know the answer yet. I talked to Willie DeMeo when I can about it, but uh, he's busy. I'm busy. But it is coming out. It's going to be great. You know, my uh, first season there and... Andrew Dice Clay, Armand DeSante, and Chaz Palminteri, Vinny Pastore, a list of great actors. I would uh, guess sometime around December, and I would guess Amazon Prime, but I'm not sure. But um, it looks like my next acting opportunity will come with uh, my next guest, who's one of the real great economic minds for the last 30 years. Done an amazing job on CNBC for a very long time, and I'm his favorite, and of course now a Sid favorite, and a close personal friend to the Rosenbergs, live from Los Angeles, where right now it's 3.42 a.m., is my good friend Ron and Sana. Good morning, Ronnie. How are you? I'm doing fine, sir. How are you? Yes, why why are you up at us? Why are you up this uh, time of the morning? Just for me? Because well, you asked if I'd come on the show. Absolutely. Would you be up anyway, like jogging or... Um... No. No. Jogging? Jogging. <laughs> what planet do you live on? <laughs> well, thank you for doing this. Again, Circle 4 a.m. in Los Angeles. I did mention Gravesend and uh, my next acting opportunity. You talked about this this scandal that um, took place. The stock market nearly crashed back in 1963 in and around the time President Kennedy was assassinated. And it's making yep. for a great movie about Tito DeAngelis, which I've got a nice size role in. But I did find out from you a couple of days ago, I was under the impression we were shooting this movie in Bayonne, New Jersey. Now you're telling well, me i got to leave the country. Yeah, we're not going very far. I mean, it's, it, for the moment, anyway, and things can always change. It looks like we'll be shooting it in Canada. There are some advantages from a tax perspective and other currency perspective that make your American dollar go much farther across the border. So, uh, yeah, it looks like that's going to happen. We're planning a February shoot date, and uh looks like we're, as they say in the business, greenlit. Do we so, know uh, what's – are we going to be in Montreal, Toronto? Do we know what city no, yet? Probably Toronto. Toronto, Toronto. Hamilton, that area. Yeah. Awesome. I can stay at Ron Duguay's house, which is uh, pretty cool. He lives in Toronto. Do whatever you like. Yeah, because <laughs> we won't have to pay for it. Yeah. Right. And I'll have to find a radio station in Toronto to do yes, this show from. Find- That'll be easy. Yeah, uh, they're they're very big on on uh, domestic content. However, so I'm not <laughs> sure how far you're going to get on radio there. What are you talking about? I'll have to make friends. I've done it with Mayor Adams. I can do it with um, what's his name there again in Canada? That uh, was he. What's his name? Trudeau. Yeah, Trudeau. I can't stand him. But uh, Canada is a beautiful country, and I'm looking forward to doing that come February. Uh, but the the main reason why you're on this morning is uh, recession. Uh, it's been mentioned yeah. again the last couple of days. No one is denying it anymore. There is no, well, depends on definition. Everybody seems pretty resigned now to a recession coming. And now the question is, just how bad is it going to be? Tell us, Ron, how bad is it going to be? 
Don't know yet. So here's here's the thing. We're not in one right now. I mean, it's it's by, you know, whether you look at the technical definition or whether you look at reality. I mean, I'm sure you've been to an airport. I'm sure you've been to a restaurant. I'm sure, you know, uh, you've been in a whole host of places where there are a lot of people, which indicate that economic activity hasn't slowed that much. Real estate is certainly in recession across the country because interest rates have shot up, mortgage rates have shot up. The Federal Reserve and, and several different officials have spoken over the course of this week saying they're going to raise rates further. Uh, one Fed official this yesterday said we could see short rates go as high as 7%. Let me stop you for America. a second because I heard that yeah. and uh, I was told the reasoning behind these interest rates going through the roof, which again, as you talk about, destroys the real estate market is they believe by raising the interest rates that may reduce inflation. Explain to me how that could be the case. Well, you slow the economy so much that the demand for goods and services falls. And when the demand for something falls, by definition, the supply goes up. If the supply goes up and the demand goes down, the price of something has to fall. So inflation, which is a measure of prices, comes down even if a recession is the proposed cure for the problem. And right now it looks like the Federal Reserve is willing to accept some kind of recession in order to cool the economy off and bring down prices and wages so that there's not the risk of a 1970s style wage price spiral. I don't think that that's the problem here. I disagree with the Fed's positioning and historical analogs, but this is the direction we're going in right now. Wow. So uh, if, in fact, this recession recession hits, when it hits, I should say, when do you think you say right now, yes, you're right. I mean, I go out in Manhattan. I go out in Queens and Brooklyn. Uh, thank God my friends' restaurants are all doing great. They're packed. Doesn't seem like people are struggling just yet. We'll get the real, I guess, indicator, Ronnie, the next couple of weeks coming up with Christmas and Hanukkah less than a month away, what, what the shopping looks like. Is that when you think we'll start to see the actual recession numbers hit? No, the the indicators that we're looking at probably suggest that we're still six months away. So, six months, okay. So, yeah. so do you I'm expect that, that the holidays? Twenty twenty three. So you think twenty twenty three? So you expect that people will still spend money this holiday season? Well, that's not what we're hearing. I mean, we will spend money, but you know, Target came out the other day and said that they're expecting a slowdown in in holiday sales. FedEx is laying off people going into the, the season where they t- typically tend to hire people, Amazon laying off corporate staff, so maybe not so much on the you know, e-commerce side. But there, there's some concerns that some of the layoffs we're seeing are an indicative of a, of a slowdown in consumer spending. And a lot of folks have started to talk about the last week of October where consumers seem to have pulled back pretty hard. So we'll get, you know, as we move into the holiday season, we'll get more and more information around that. But consumer spending could be slowing down. But again, when you look at most of the indicators or most of the economic numbers that we get, they're just not yet consistent with recession. There's one key indicator, an in-the-weeds indicator. It's the yield curve. It's the relationship of short to long-term interest rates. Right now, that particular indicator, which has 100% predictive power, says within 6 to 15 months we'll be in a recession. doesn't tell us how big. doesn't tell us how long it'll last. But if the Fed keeps on this course – Certainly no doubt in my mind that that's where we'll end up sometime next year. Is it uh, absolutely ridiculous, ridiculous to even mention the word depression? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, there's not. Depressions are, you know, since that term was used to describe what happened in the 1930s, you know, we used to call recessions in, in the 19th century depressions. That was the common usage for the word. 
the Great Depression was it was a unique event that happened around the world, um, and and it was really you know the culmination of a lot of different things. And when you got to a 25% unemployment rate, which is what happened during the Great Depression, and you had people you know not only thrown out of work but the economy basically stopped functioning, that that's something that that is extremely rare. So you can have a garden variety recession. You can have, as we are in the stock market right now, you know, a pretty steep bear market where prices fall 25%, which is about what we've seen. And it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. There's a lot of variables out there. There's a war in Ukraine. There's inflation and recession in Europe. China's still slow, still has a zero COVID policy that's preventing the global economy from fully recovering. And God knows what they may do with Taiwan sometime in the future. But, you know, everything else being equal, you know, we're going into some kind of recession, but you, everything doesn't always have to be the end of the world. It's just, you know, a rough patch. And we've had plenty since I've gotten in the business 38 years ago. You know, this this is not the first rodeo we've gone through. It's tough for people in middle income and lower income, you know, uh, cohorts, as they say in economics. Uh, but, you know, some people will notice that some people won't. Um, could be a little painful. Jay Powell, the chairman of the Fed, said that himself. We'll just have to wait and see what the you know depth and breadth is like as, as we move farther into next year. Well, when you answer this question, take your political preference out of it because we know where you lean, which is not the same yeah. way that I lean. That's okay. Listen, you and I are best friends, and you're a genius, and I don't care. So take your political preference out well, of this. My when you... children, by the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, the question is uh, very simple. Uh, are you surprised with inflation still very, very, very high? Don't tell me it came down. It's still very high. It's ridiculous. Interest rates going through the roof. Recession basically around the corner. Are you surprised with all that said that the Democrats had the success they had retaining the Senate even last Election Day? Not in a post-Dobbs world. I mean, if you look at the breakdown and the composition of voters, young people and especially young women – Women more uh, broadly turned out to vote because of, I think, you know, much more um, personal social issues that were at the forefront. And I think it, and, and, and despite what the poll said, it's clearly in the data that those issues overshadowed concerns about inflation. And so, you you know, the Democrats held the Senate and, and the Republicans didn't Stupid do people. nearly as well in the House. Stupid well, people. Listen, I mean, God, they're, they're, they're stupid, young, right? Ronnie, they're stupid about the future of life. Oh, stop Why? it. Just stop it. Please stop it. It's not even illegal in New York uh, abortion. I'm not going back into that. Um, listen. Oh, they, you know, yeah, what? what did Lindsey Graham say right before the election? Oh, Lindsey Graham's an idiot, too, and I love him, but he's an idiot, too. Who cares what he said? Uh, so what, what, what can we expect from Washington, D.C. now moving forward with all this recession talk and, quite frankly, a very shaky economy? What can we expect moving lot. forward? <laughs> not a lot. Yeah. You, you know, this is is where you get gridlock. You know, what's interesting in, in a weird way, I mean, a couple of different things that are actually positive. After the midterms, uh, the stock market, generally speaking, in the next year is up. Third year of a presidential cycle, best year of stock market performance. Democratic presidents, Republican Congress, split government of that composition provides the best stock market returns since 1850. So I don't think you're going to see a lot done out of Congress. I just don't see any way that any Biden uh, agenda item gets passed, except for um, appointments and, and, you know, nominations that he might have for the federal bench or regulatory positions, which will make it through the Senate. Uh, but as far as meaningful legislation with the Republican House that's now, you know, starting investigations of its own, I, it seems to me like it's gridlock for the next two years until we figure out who's running for president, you know, and, and who 
who really shapes up in the battle for the presidency in 2024. Well, there's only uh, there's two words, uh, Ron and Sana, two words that will provide a quick fix to the economic issues we've got today. You ready for them? Mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I know you did. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the last year of his presidency was... Uh, oh, you, no, no, don't give me that. The COVID. Yeah. No, 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 listen, you think he did, it well, was rough on him? Did you see the numbers for the GMP before he left? If Joe Biden, God forbid, was president the last year when COVID hit this country, we would be in a depression. Don't give me that last many, year of Trump. How many jobs have been recovered since uh, Biden's been in office? Just curious. Not enough, and and not enough companies have moved. Fact, I don't care. Have, not enough companies have moved back to this country. Understand. Not enough companies have moved back to this oh, country God, that left. Back like crazy. No, they're not. No, they're not. That's not true. Yeah, they are. But give me, oh, give yeah, me, give me a few on. examples of big companies that have come back here like crazy. Give me a few. Intel, Intel, Nvidia, Taiwan Semiconductor is actually opening a computer chip factory in the United States. Um, you have a whole host of manufacturing companies bringing facilities back to the United States. We're doing also something called friendshoring looking for countries to uh, create manufacturing hubs that aren't China. And so all of that's going on. You know, it would have happened irrespective of, of who was in the White House. The, the, the competition with China, the change in China's political environment relative to what we've seen in the last 40 years has made it much less reliable. As H.R. McMaster mentioned on CNBC earlier in the year, we traded as part of globalization supply chain security for supply chain efficiency. So – there are a lot of companies now that want to be uh, – they want to have their production closer to home or at home. And so that it is actually happening uh, at rather great speed, particularly in sensitive areas like computer chip manufacturing. So that is happening. It would have happened no matter who was president, but it's happening. You want Michelle Obama to run? Tens to hundreds. You want Michelle Obama to run? to do with him. Oh, I didn't even know she was – Contemplating. No, well, I mean, that is the, I'm not even sure she is either. She's on a book tour right now. She's ending up on all these uh, stations that that may, in fact, uh, lend to a political run. That seems, Miranda Devine, for example, was on me yesterday, New York Post, great columnist, and she thinks she's going to uh, run. Yeah. yeah. Well, you don't think so? I don't know. Look, at. I mean, no, I don't, well, listen, I mean, I, I think Joe Biden has to say he's not running for something like that to happen. And then after that, I think the field's wide open. So you'd be looking at everybody from the, the vice president, oh, yeah. to Gavin Newsom out in oh, California, to oh, yeah, Buttigieg, yeah. to oh, yeah, maybe yeah. Michelle Obama. I don't know. I'm certainly not ready to throw my hat in the ring. Uh, I wish you would. Happen, so. I'd rather have you president than Pete Buttigieg or Kamala Harris. Oh, my I'd, I'd, God. I'd to, I would have to. It's Kamala. <laughs> I'd have to run as a— uh, How do you know it's Kamala? Party. She says her name ten different ways herself. I've, I've, I've never heard her say her name ten different yes, ways. No, I mean, she's actually called herself Kamala father, and Kamala. She doesn't even know her own my father, name. Yeah. My father used to pronounce our last name differently. So when when we were just in regular life, it was in Sana, when he was doing phone solicitation at night, he used to say in Santa to make us sound more American. There you go. Well, that's what then she he, does, I guess. He eventually changed it to Shields. <laughs> Shields. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. This is Art Shields. Would yeah. you like to buy yeah. life insurance? So where are you staying? Are you in Los Angeles or Beverly Hills right now? Yeah. Well, I'm actually, no, I'm in uh, Costa Mesa. I'm in oh, uh, the nice. Southland. I'm in Orange County. Very yeah. nice. Yes, yes. yes. Lovely yeah. down here. And it's. 80 degrees. Uh, I know. It's beautiful. Miami, too. Well, listen. had to go to Detroit. My bills had to go to Detroit this weekend because they're getting six feet of snow in one day. I know. I know. I know they're going to play the Browns in Detroit. They've already gotten a whole bunch of snow up there. So uh, snow and Kathy Hochul. What a beautiful winter wonderland. Hey, uh, I love you to pieces. Thank you for getting up early in California. Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you. All right. Be well. You too. Take care. Live from L.A., folks. That's a smart man right there. I'm a really smart man. 
And he's a loyal guy. I like that about him. I miss love Ron Insano. You love Ron Insano, Lewis, don't you? You know I love loyalty, Sid. I've always loved it. Ronnie, I don't agree with everything, but he's loyal. And that's what I care. You're terrific, Sid. That's a great hour. You're terrific. Lou goes in my ear during the conversation. He goes, what do you do? You bring on these people just to yell at them. I know what you do. I I know your game, Sidney. Don't try it. I know your game. But you're still terrific. I still love you. Well, I mean, come on. No one's coming back here. There's no jobs coming back. Enough of that nonsense. Okay, we know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Still to come, Radio Hall of Famer. He's one of the all-time greats, legitimately, Christopher Mad Dog Russo. He'll be here at 740. And Mayor Eric Adams. Mayor Eric Adams will be here at 840. Big Friday morning with me, Sid, right here only on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Some more Pink Floyd as we wrap up the 6 a.m. hour. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.